Hello, people of Earth! What is up? Welcome back to another episode of Third Eye Sifes. I'm your host, Natalia! And, and welcome, welcome. This is a podcast. This is a podcast. Um, what do we talk about on this podcast? We talk about, well, uh, self-improvement, self-realization, esoteric knowledge, uh, <laughs> anything and everything spiritual, um, oh, as well as conspiracy theories, law of attraction, current news, ETs, and a bunch of other good stuff that will help you realize your truest potential, guys. Come on. So with that being said, let's get right into the episode. Third Eye Sifes. that is right we are here we are back with another episode this week how are you guys doing how are you doing how has this week been for you um first off i like to say happy birthday to muji baba it is his birthday today i'm recording on friday uh january 29th and yes, it is his birthday, so thank you, Muji, for everything you have taught everyone who has ever listened to you. Um, thank you for the the lovely devotees you've created. Not that you've molded them out of clay or anything, but um, Sam Garrett, who is a, a very talented musician, who I love his music, is a devotee of Muji Baba. Um, you want, if you want, you can check out his music. It's mostly Kirtan, which is devotional music, um, but it's some really good stuff. He has a lot of uh, reggae stuff. If you follow me on Instagram on my story today, um, I did I think three posts of Muji. I don't know, three or four, um, but all of them are Sam Garrett songs. So uh, that is Sam Garrett, but his songs are really great. I love him. Um, so, anyways, I think he, I think he's. It's just a beautiful person. Muji's a beautiful person. His devotees are beautiful people. Um, so, yeah, happy birthday to him. Uh, so, how are you guys? I hope you're enjoying your week. Um, my week has been so crazy. I mean, not crazy, but, I mean, it started, like, I got sick, and then I couldn't really work, um... And then my boyfriend's dad got sick, so I was staying with my boyfriend for a couple days uh, to kind of be there and see what's happening. Um, and now I'm back, and I'm all packing. I'm packing, guys, all with, throughout all of this. I'm packing, and I'm moving this weekend. Um, I have, like, a little mini altar in front of me. I packed most of my altar stuff. Um... And everything is just in boxes in my room right now. And it's a rainy day here in California, which is so nice. It was, like, literally pouring all night yesterday. Um, and then I guess it rained all throughout the night because then, like, when I woke up in, like, super early in the morning, it was, like, raining hard, like, a lot. <laughs> hard, hard a lot. It was just raining a lot, guys. And it was so nice because I had, like, my window cracked open. And my bed is, like, right next to my window. So it just it felt so nice and it sounded so nice. And I was going to stay awake. But I was like, this is too pretty, like, for me to stay, like, stay awake. I mean, I could have stayed awake. I was, like, in a, a meditative state. So I was, like, awake but sleeping at the same time. And it was so comfy. Oh, my gosh. So, anyways, that's been my week. Um, I hope your week has been... Uh, a little less hectic than than mine has been. 
Um, but I've been looking forward to this episode. I hope you guys have been too. Not that I had, like, told you to expect anything out of this episode. But, yeah, I hope you guys look forward to, to episodes every week. If you do, let me know. That's, that's, that's some encouragement. Because I see you guys listening, but, I mean, only some of you people reach out to me. But if all of you reach out to me, like, you would just, like, fulfill my heart, my heart chakra. <laughs> um... So, anyways, I hope you guys are doing well. Are you ready for your self-care checklist? Are you drinking water? Are you drinking water, guys? This is so important. Like, are your lips chapped? Because if your lips are chapped, that means you might be dehydrated. That's, like, the number one sign of you being dehydrated. Also, I just thought of this right now. Um, if you, like, pinch your skin, uh, if it takes, like, a long time to go, like, on your hand, I don't know if it's your hand, maybe, like, the back of your hand, by, like, the wrist. I honestly don't know. But if you, like, pinch it and then you let it go and it takes, like, a little slow time for it to go down, that means you're dehydrated. That's not happening to me at all. I mean, I'm not gonna say I drink hella water or anything like that, but I... I I guess I'm not dehydrated. I don't know. Somebody told me that. I don't know if that's still true. I, I knew that when I was, like, younger, so I don't know if that's, that's still a thing. Um, might be a little bit outdated. I honestly don't know. Maybe it's still a thing. Who knows? But if your skin is taking a long time to, to go down a little bit, then maybe it is still a thing and you should drink some water. Um, but there is the 8 by 8 rule. 8 eight ounce glasses of water a day is recommended by whoever the heck, doctors, I guess. Um, but I also heard it goes depending on your body weight, as you guys hear me say often. <laughs> um, are you eating organic foods? Organic foods? are top-notch guys. They hold the most life force, prana energy within them. Um, and they are fresh. They are fresh and don't have pesticides and are most likely not GMOs, which are genetically modified organisms. Like, why would you want to eat an organism that was... Why would you want to eat an organism at all? I mean, a fr is a fruit an organism? Hold on, let's look this up, guys. Is a fruit... Is a fruit... Hold on. <laughs> is a fruit an organism? Okay, let's see. Depends on what you mean by organisms. What? Plants are organism and fruits are part of a plant. While the fleshy part of the fruit dies and breaks down, a seed is capable of being alive on its own. Okay. Um... Okay. Is an apple an organism? Technically, an apple isn't an organism, but the whole tree is. Okay. An apple is compromised of many... Oh, compromised? Oh my god. Comprised. Compromised. It's compromised, guys. It's comprised of many millions of cells, each of which are alive. Okay. Um. Okay, they're living things. Uh, but I guess when you take the fruit off of the plant, then it's not alive anymore? But the seed, it might be alive. I don't know. Okay, so it's not an organism, but... Okay, so why would you want to eat an organism? I mean, okay, you guys, like, you eat animals and... Well, I don't, I don't know. You, I don't know you guys personally. Maybe some of you are vegan, some of you are vegetarian. I hope you guys are. But if there are some meat eaters listening to this... I mean, it's dead already, so it's not really an organism. But it's, like, flesh. So I'm pretty sure that, like, organisms grow on the flesh, like bacteria. Ew, that's disgusting. Okay, um, moving on. <laughs> organic food, guys, that's, that's the stuff. We gotta go for the organic stuff. And when you're eating greens, go for those dark greens. The dark, the darker the green, the more nutritious, the more, 
uh, vitamins. The darker the berry, uh, the sweeter the taste. <laughs> I think that's like a sexual reference, guys. Don't, don't, uh, don't listen to me. Okay. Um, but how's your mental health, guys, doing throughout all of this? We're still stuck in this, whatever this is. I mean, depending on where you are, you might not still be stuck in this uh, lockdown, quarantine thing or whatever. LA is, like, trying to open back up, but we already know. Like, if you're from LA or from Southern California, you already know how it goes. It's like, oh, yeah, we're gonna start opening up, and then a week later, it's like they lock down the entire state again. So, it's a bit ridiculous, but there are these vaccines going around. I mean, if you want... I mean, it's not... Okay, so where I'm at, it's they're only giving vaccines to people who are 65 or older, so seniors, and healthcare professionals, those are, like, priority right now, um, but I don't know, I mean, if you guys want, I'm not hearing, like, I heard some crazy stuff from, like, in the beginning, but, like, some of the people who, like, some of the students that practice at the yoga studio that I go to, or I work at, um, they are senior citizens, because we do have a lot of seniors, um, in our studio, and they have already gotten their vaccine. I mean, and they seem fine. So I don't know. My my teacher also got her vaccine too. I think she only got the first round. I think she has to wait for the second round or something. Um, but she said she was feeling like really tired after. I don't know. I mean, it's up to you guys, honestly. Like some people say they're good. Some people are like tired. Some people are getting like a little sick after it. But I mean, I'm sure you're, you'll stay alive. I'm not saying you're going to die, but, like, I'm thinking about that pineal gland, guys. Like, what is in this vaccine? And, like, why is it so pushed by the media? Like, why is it, like, oh, we created this virus quick. Let's, you know, take out all these vaccines. Like, I've never been a promoter of vaccines. A lot of people um, would go against that, but I honestly, like, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I just, like... I don't know. They, they're they very sketchy to me. I've had read some stuff a couple of years ago. Um, and I'm pretty sure they're, they're, a lot of them are unnecessary. Like, okay, I haven't got my flu shot since I honestly don't know. Since I was, like, in elementary school, maybe, or when I was younger. And I have not gotten the flu. And you're supposed to get a flu shot, like, every year. Like, I'm not dosing myself up with something, like, oh, because, well, I'll get the flu. Like, I'm scared to get the flu that I have to inject myself with chemicals because I don't want to get sick. Like, come on, guys. Do we really not want to build our immune systems like that? I mean, COVID might be something different. I'd rather get COVID and have my immune system. But then again, I'm young. Like, I'm not going to die automatically. Like, a lot of people are dying from it. I'm not going to say that. But I don't know. It's really preference, guys. I'm not a huge uh, advocate on vaccines. And I feel like this was too pushed and it's too sketchy for me honestly like it, it could be shrinking our pineal gland or pituitary gland whichever which I think it's pineal gland um to like the, I mean I'm pretty sure it's the size of a pea right now but it used to be so I've heard like the size of a softball but since we changed our breathing because we used to only breathe I think it was all, uh, alter alternate nostril breathing like naturally like we would breathe in through one nostril and then breathe out through the, na the other nostril naturally I believe I think during like the times of the Egyptian, like, Thoth and the hieroglyphs and all that. Um, but then when we switched our breathing to mouth breathing, then the air or the energy stopped traveling up to our pineal gland and it ended up, like, dehydrating to the size of a pea. Um, so that's why we, like, we try to stay away from fluoride. We uh, try to, you know, practice pranayama, I guess. Um, 
and then also turmeric turmeric at the at the pineal gland the center of the forehead also helps uh stimulate the pineal gland um so if you want you could smudge a bunch of turmeric all over your forehead before you go to sleep this is the best way to do that uh but if you have white sheets like me i wouldn't recommend it unless you like you could have like certain sheets for this or something um and then maybe put, like, a towel over your pillow that you don't mind getting stained because turmeric does stain. Um, unless you have, like, a turmeric-colored sheets. You, you know what I mean, guys. You, you'll make it work. Um, but anyways, I don't know how, how we ended up talking about that. How's your mental health doing? Are you taking some breaks? Are you relaxing? Are you playing? Are you enjoying yourself? Are you doing the things that you love? Or at least are you trying to fit it into your schedule? You might have a busy busy schedule, um, but if you do set maybe like a half hour a day, even 15 minutes a day to do something that you enjoy or just to relax, to take a break, to journal, to practice some pranayama, some adishodhana, which is alternate nostril breathing, um, that was recommended by my uh, Ayurvedic counselor. So, like, that's, like, my midday break is to, like, kind of practice pranayama. Um, are you exploring? Are you going to see new places? Are you creating? Are you making art? How is your emotional side of things? Are you expressing yourself? Are you talking to someone? Do you have a support system? Do you have a support system? Are they helping you? Are you do you feel comfortable talking about the things that you want to talk about to other people? Do you not feel judged by them? Um, do they help you work out things that you may need help working out? That is always a top-notch thing, and we will be t- actually talking about that today. So, um, but before before anything, we we need a word from our sponsors. Okay, so welcome back, guys. As you know, we do weekly card readings, and I did pull I pulled two cards for you today because. We know what that means for those of you who listen. The first card was like, what? So the second card, we needed some we needed some clarification. I am pulling from the Energy Oracle Cards deck by Sandra Ann Taylor. This was actually my first uh, Oracle card deck ever. I think my dad bought it for me. I think I got it from Barnes & Nobles, honestly. Um, either that or this bookshop called Namaste. I don't know if it still exists, but it's in uh, 14th Street in New York City. Union Square. I don't know if it's still there, but that was my first crystal shop ever, I got to say. And I think I either got those cards there. It was around the time that I first discovered, like, literally, like, the time I first discovered that store, I first got on my journey, um, well, started to, you know, dive deep into the journey, because I've been on the journey for a while, guys, but it, it was that pinnacle point where I just, like, jumped down the rabbit hole. Like, the whole time I was, like, like, wandering around the rabbit hole and like peeking in inside and then like sticking my head in but I never really went inside until that year and um yeah that that was when I got those cards (laughs) so anyways um I am pulling from this deck and the card that I pulled the first card that I pulled was the victory card but in reverse now we've gotten this I think I think we've gotten this upright and reversed before. Um, So some of you may already know what this means, but as a refresher, this victory card. So the card, it looks like this this lady. She's all golden and stuff. Her eyes are closed. She looks all pretty. And then there's like this golden reef next to her. It kind of looks like a trophy, like victory. You know, she she got, she's, 
it's golden. You you've won something basically. You've you've achieved something. There's victory. But since it's in reverse, there it means there may be a delay in this victory or in this outcome that you're expecting or even a reversal. Now, this is nothing to be upset about. Of course, we're going to be upset because we're going to be like, what the hell? It didn't, you know, turn out the way we expected it to. It didn't turn out at all. Or what's happening, it's going back to the way, like, everything was originally. So, we need to see this as um, kind of like a message or a sign. Like, if it's not working out, that means we need to approach it a different way. So, this basically means to restructure reevaluate or release an outcome so whatever it may be that doesn't seem to be working out um we need to rethink how we're approaching it or how we're going about it and see if there's another alternative another way that we can go about doing this and then also release a certain outcome now i talk about this a lot when it comes with law of attraction manifestation when we have, like, a certain idea of how something is going to happen. Like, okay, say you want to be a millionaire, but you're going to become a millionaire by going into this coffee shop and meeting this guy, and then the guy's going to tell you, hey, become my apprentice, and then you're going to become his apprentice, and it'll only take exactly three years. Like, if you have this certain exact plan of how everything is going to turn out, it's probably not going to turn out the way you expect it because you're trying to go so based on, like, this certain idea of how it's supposed to happen that you're not letting it flow naturally. You're not letting it happen naturally. So there is going to be some, how do you call it, some uh, resistance of it actually happening. So we need to release the certain outcome or certain idea or way um, that we expect it to happen. And... The whole idea of this is to surrender, surrender the outcome, surrender how it's going to happen, surrender everything to the universe, to God, to the Lord. And this is just, okay, you know what you want, you know what you want, and you have to take that a little bit initiative of getting there, but don't have a set outcome. That's not your job is to have a set outcome, like a set plan of how it's going to go down. Your job is to tell the universe, this is what I want, and I'm going to start trying to do it, but I'll leave the rest to you, basically. And that is what this card is saying, is to leave the rest to the universe. Now, the affirmation that goes with this card, if you want to write it down or repeat after me out loud, is, I am achieving great things within myself and the world. I am achieving great things within myself and the world. I see myself as a success in many wonderful ways, even now. I see myself as a success in many wonderful ways, even now. Oop, I dropped the card. <laughs> okay, so I was like, okay, well, if there's this delay, um, what's going to happen? What's the outcome of this? What what happens once we restructure and we reevaluate and we surrender all of this, right? And the card that I pulled was the fourth chakra. This is the heart chakra. Archangel Raphael. Now, this is the card of love, compassion, self-acceptance. 
So what this card is saying is that this Archangel Raphael, whether you want to believe that he's here or not, I mean, I'm not saying that he's here, but I'm not saying he's not either. Um, <laughs> he's here with you right now, and he's giving you this loving energy. There's Basically, there's this loving energy presence here available to you now. Once, you know, once after the whole restructuring, the reevaluating, once you have this idea of restructuring and reevaluating and going about it a different way, then your heart will open up to this loving energy, this surrendering energy, and you're ready to receive. It's basically the, the energy of receiving, receiving love from others, receiving love from yourself, and receiving that victory. So... This could also mean that there's a healing taking place for whatever may have happened. Maybe it's that reversal or that delay or whatever may be bringing you down. There is a healing taking place. You are now moving on from whatever this is. So encourage yourself the way you would like others to encourage you. Be that person who you want other people to be for you. So if you need that healthy support system, be that support system for yourself. Hell, let me be that support system for you. Know that you are worth it, that you are powerful, that you can achieve anything that you want to. And I'm here telling you this now. Like, I'm not just telling this to anybody and everybody like who's listening to this of course I am like because you're listening to this but if I had you individually you listening to this in front of my face I would be telling you the same exact thing no matter how many mistakes you have made no matter how many doubts in yourself that you may have or how many things may have happened in your life that you don't feel worth it I'm telling you right now that you are worth it and you can achieve anything that you want to so that loving energy that I am emitting to you right now through this microphone, through frequency right now from you listening to this, that energy is always available to you. So be that energy. That energy is right there in that heart chakra, in that fourth chakra in your heart space center. This is what um, I think in Sanskrit, or I don't know if it's Sanskrit, but it's called Hridayam. I think that's how you pronounce it, that. Hridayam. And this is talked about um, by Ram Das. This is that loving heart center that is always there for you. That is the center that holds the energy of the universe. That energy is always there. You just have to tap into it. So when you become this person, when you fall into line, in alignment with this person, you will be radiating this energy to others, to yourself, all around you. Anybody who comes into your field, they will feel that loving energy because you are harnessing it. You are invoking it. You are becoming that energy that has always been inside of you. So don't worry, guys. Whatever you may be going through, um, it's, it's all part of the process. It's all part of the plan. If you need to restructure, if you need to rethink, do it. Approach things in different ways. If it's not working, it doesn't mean that it's not meant to happen. It just may mean that you need to approach it a different way. So that was it. That was, <laughs> that was the card reading. Um, what was the, uh, oh, let me give you the affirmation for fur <laughs> the the heart the heart chakra your affirmation is my heart center my fourth chakra is open to its perfect healthy and joyful state my heart center my fourth chakra 
is open to its perfect, healthy, and joyful state. The energy of love flows through me now. The energy of love flows through me now. I live in love. I live in love. We do live in love, guys. We honestly do. And this is a realization I came to early, pretty early in my journey. Um, I guess just learning about energy and the universe. Um, Not too early in my journey, but kind of still in the beginning. Um, And it was kind of during my, my, uh, how do you say, psychedelic beginnings, <laughs> my psychedelic beginnings, um, and when I was noticing, I, I was also beginning to stretch at the same time, um, like, just stretch my body, um, during that time, I was beginning to notice, um, just the energy around me, the energy that I harnessed within me, and just energy in general, and then also learning about the energy of the universe, so when we go back to that idea that, you know, I live in love, this loving energy is always there. It is because that loving energy, it's not like it's just like, oh, there's love in the air, you know, it's everything is made up of love. Everything is made up of love because it's made up from the universe or made up from God. I consider everything, whoa, I can see, I'm sorry, I could see my breath. I was like, what the heck is that cold in here? Um, I see everything. So everything in this universe is made up of these little tiny particles that are vibrating, right? They're freaking, you can't even really see them, right? But it's, it's like atoms or molecules um, and everything's vibrating. And depending on the vibration, if they're vibrating fast or slow, depends on the color that they emit, the density that it is. Um, so everything is vibrating so fast that it seems like it creates matter or dense matter. So this is uh, kind of the idea of E equals MC squared. Um, and since it's vibrating so fast, it seems like there's actually something dense. So I'll knock on this table. That is like, it's hard, right? I'm knocking on it, but it's actually not something that's solid. It's a bunch of molecules and atoms or whatever the hell it is. I think it's molecules. I think molecules and atoms. I think atoms is the smallest thing. I don't know. I think it's probably atoms. Um, they're vibrating so fast that they, they're so close together and vibrating that it creates this, this dense matter that makes it seem like it's a solid. So... Those little things, everything, those little things make up everything. Everything is made up of those little things that are vibrating, right? These little energy particles. And now those are, I consider, the God particle, which is what everything is made up of in this universe. And that particle is God because it created everything. It is everything. And it is love because God is love. And that energy is God, so it is also love. So I say everything is love. Everything is made up of love. Everything is, love is all around you. You are love itself. Because the energy that love holds, that feeling of love, that's the same exact energy that this table is made up out of, that we're made up out of, that 
you know, a pillow is made out of blah, blah, blah. <laughs> a wall is made up of. Try saying made up of three times five. Made up of made up of made up of. <laughs> um, so that's why I say everything is love. That you are surrounded by love. You that loving energy is always there. And once you become aware of that, once you become aware of that in every moment. Your life is so much better, guys, because you're like, man, I'm constantly surrounded by the loving energy of the universe. How could I ever be mad about anything? Like, I mean, I guess you could be mad about things, but I mean, there's no, there's no point about being mad about anything, really. This is why monks are always happy. Um, you know, enlightened beings, they don't get mad. They, they see, they understand that that loving energy is here always. And there's nothing to really get mad about because we're in the presence of love and God at all moments. Um, so anyways, that, that was just that to, to let you guys know about the loving energy that's always here and accessible to you. Um, so (laughs) with that being said, We'll get into this episode. And what is this episode? Well, we're going to talk about, I think I mentioned a little bit before about support systems and everything. But um, specifically, we will be talking about Sangha. Now, Sangha is a Sanskrit term um, used to, I basically, it's the definition of basically like community or association or assembly. Now, the first time I heard of Sangha was in Buddhism. Now, Buddhism was my first, well, I wouldn't say my first, but my own personal beginning, um, journey. And, like, I say that because my, the beginning of my spiritual journey all started with paganism and Wiccan. And that was because my mom had converted from, see, I was always, like, a Catholic. I wasn't an active Catholic, but, um, I grew up kind of, kind of Catholic, I guess I believed in God, and I went to church on Easter, not always, not every Sunday, but sometimes, um, and, what happened to the rain? Come on, what happened to the rain, guys? Oh, it's coming back, the rain is coming back, um, (laughs) so, yeah, it started with, uh, paganism, and when my mom converted, while I was, like, a little youngling, um, I, 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 that was the beginning of it. Cause I was like, what the heck? There's other stuff other than God and Catholicism. And she was like, yeah, uh, Wiccans, we believe there's like many gods and goddesses, like goddess of the wind, goddess of the trees. I mean, I don't know the specific gods and goddesses, but it introduced me to that idea that there is something else out there. And then I I played around with Wiccanism and Paganism for a few years growing up. I think she did that around while I was, like, maybe, like, eight, seven or eight. Um, And then I played around with Paganism and Wiccanism uh, until I might have been 12, 12 or 13. And then I think I just became a very little upset uh, preteen. So then I was like, nope, I'm an atheist. F that. There is no God. How could he put me through all of this if there's a God? And and then uh, and then I was like, maybe there is a God. Then a few years passed and I was like, maybe there is a God, but I don't really care for him. Like, he could exist, but I don't really care for him. So then I, I kind of became agnostic in that way. Um, and then I kind of went into this hippie phase where I was like, well, 
you know, it doesn't really matter. Like, I just, like, I, I'm very pro coexistence. I saw like this bumper sticker that said like coexist and it was like all of the religious symbols that spelled out coexist and I really liked that. So I was like, yes, I I want to be this. So then I like looked into and I was also on Facebook at the time and where it asks you your religion, I would just type in different words to see what appears in like the religion category. And I found a uh, unitary universal unitarianism. I think that's how you say it. Universal unitarianism. And it's like this church that like accepts all religions or something like that. So I was like, that's what I am. I'm universal Unitarianism. And then, I don't know, that didn't last too long. Uh, and then still in the hippie phase, I discovered Buddhism. And when I learned about Buddhism, um, I related to it so much because I was like, yes, like this is, this is the something that, like, this makes sense to me, basically. And then, during the same time, I had also discovered Zen from, uh, that 70s show from Stephen Hyde. He was my favorite character, and there's this one episode where he teaches Jackie how to be a quote-quote Zen. Um, so I was very attracted to that concept, and I bought all of these Zen books. I had my grandma buying them for me at Barnes and Nobles. I had this big, thick book that was, like, Zen for dummies, or, like, Zen for... I don't know. It was, like, the other dummy book. Um, I don't know. Whatever it's called. And, I had, and it taught you, like, Zazen, which is sitting meditation. Um, all this stuff. I never really read the book because there was a bunch of stuff I couldn't really understand because I was still young. It was, like... I was maybe 14 at the time, 13, 14. Um, and then I had an intro to Buddhism book and I considered myself a Buddhist because I, I really related with the ideals. Um, and I, I was a Buddhist for a few years, guys. So this, this is how I got into that topic. Um, that was the first time I ever heard of Sangha. Now, Sangha is part of the three jewels. This is one, there's different types of Buddhism, but the main, main Buddhism, um, it all kind of starts off like this. So there's the three jewels of Buddhism. And I've talked about this before. It's the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. Now the Buddha is the teacher. The Dharma is the teachings. And the Sangha is the taught or the community. So there's the teacher, the teachings, and the taught. And the Sangha, the community, the people who are being taught, this is this is your your group, your your people. Um and these are who you can, these are people who are also on the dharmic path, who are also learning the same teachings that you are. So you can relate to other people, so you can connect with other people and kind of enhance those, the things that you are learning, those teachings. And um, this, this was just always something I knew about. It wasn't anything that I really cared for or anything like that, but um. I am now learning that Sangha is so important when it comes to being on the spiritual path. And number one, why? Well, because it's it's a it's kind of a lonely journey, depending if you don't have that Sangha or those group of people that you can talk to. When I first started off, I wasn't talking to anybody. I was I've guys, I've been on this journey for since look at this, since I was I, and I was playing with Wiccan and Buddha, like Wiccanism and paganism when I was like 12. I was literally playing around with paganism when I was 12, guys. Like I had a book of spells and a pendulum. I would like connect. I, I used to do these spells. Like I would actually do actual spells, guys. And 
Like I was doing all this magical stuff and I, I didn't tell anybody that I had this little like hidden corner in my closet of all my books. I had like the, what is it? This is the most famous, uh, pagan book, Wiccan book. It's, um, like the Buckley's, Buckley's, uh, book of, hold on, let me see. Buckley's book of, okay, I don't know if it's Buckley's, it's like something with a B. Buckland's, Buckland's Complete Book of Witchcraft. This was the book that I had. This is like, this is the best book, guys, for witchcraft or Wiccanism. Um, I actually have to get this book again. It would bring me so back. Oh my gosh. I've had that book since I was like probably nine, eight or nine. So I think it was my mom's and, and we would read from it. Um, but all this stuff, like I would have it hidden. Like, and then one time I think I showed my friends, like I showed them, I was like, look, we could do spells. And like, it kind of creeped them out, but I, I liked that it creeped them out because I felt like cool and weird. Um, but I never really talked to anybody about my spirituality. Um, Buddhism, I couldn't really talk to. I felt cool saying I was Buddhist, but like, I couldn't really talk about be like the things that I knew or the things that I, I was learning to anyone really, especially at my age, nobody's really, like, everybody just does what their parents do. Like everybody believes in God or they don't believe in God at that age. Everybody's just like, no, God doesn't exist or whatever. I'm not saying Buddhists believe in God because it's not really t talked about, uh, in Buddhism, but anyways, I didn't have that, that community and I didn't have it for so long. Um, and then when I mentioned when I when I actually fell down the rabbit hole, when I dived deep into that, then I was introduced to, at the same time, people, because my friend Fernanda, as I mentioned, was the one who kind of kicked me down the hole. Um, and she was my first person that, you know, I was learning from that I can talk to about it. And then around the same time, like within the same couple of days, um, I made another friend named David, who was probably been on the journey, who was also younger than me and Fernanda. Fernanda was older than me. And then I was also, we were both older than David. He was like a sophomore, I was a junior, and Fernando was a senior. And he used to hang out at the same park I hung out at, and I was learning a lot from him because he knew way, like, a lot at the time. I'm sure he knows way more now, but at that time, I didn't know anything about this, you know, journey that I was embarking on. I only knew Buddhism and Zen and Wiccanism. Like, I didn't know anything else. So I was being introduced to... Um, like new age stuff, chakras, uh, you know, the energy, the manifesting law of attraction, all that kind of stuff I was being introduced to at that time. Um, so I started getting that community and something within me was being fulfilled because it was like the deepest part of me, the truest essence of me can now relate to someone else. And that's why I feel Sangha is so important. So right now at this point, um, I do have friends that I can very minorly talk to about spirituality because they understand that, yes, spirituality is a thing, but nobody is on the path, I want to say, like I am. Probably maybe my boyfriend. Um, but I don't have anybody really to talk to about... I guess, I don't know, I guess about the path that I'm on, because now I'm at the point where I'm on a bhakti path, where I'm in a true, like a truly devotional path, and this is mostly associated with Hinduism, so I don't have any Hindu friends, um, and I don't go to temple anymore, because temples are closed, so everything is online, um, but 
I have you guys, which is one thing. This is me creating Sangha. So this is why I created the Third Eye Sites private community on Facebook. Um, if Facebook doesn't work for you guys, like if you absolutely want to join the Third Eye Sites community um, and you have like Instagram, but you don't have Facebook, please DM me. Like I am trying to find a platform that works for everyone because I know like I absolutely do not use Facebook. Like I only use Facebook to manage my Facebook page which i don't even use but it's like good just to be on another platform um and it's kind of like automated like every time i post a blog post it'll like post on the facebook page but like i don't do anything on it whatsoever um i also have like my online store i think on there i'm not too sure but everything's kind of linked together so that's the only reason why i'm on facebook um but that's where i created the community because that's where a lot of like groups are and my yoga, my yoga school community, uh, the school that I study at, their pro, like their sangha is on Facebook. So that's why I was just kind of like, okay, I think Facebook would be uh, a good platform. But if Facebook does not work for you, please reach out. Like I will find a platform that works for everybody. Or even like if it's a separate website that you know we just create an account for just for that community. Um, or maybe I could even create it on my website. Just let me know what works for you. If Facebook, just let me know if Facebook doesn't work for you. Um, it, also, if you don't have Instagram, um, then you can email me at worldofnatalia at aol.com. I have so many emails. You could do worldofnatalia at aol.com or thirdeyesifes at gmail.com. Um, I don't check the third eye sifes at gmail.com. I only created that to create the YouTube account. So you can if you want to, but you will most likely get an answer through world of Natalia at AOL.com. Also, my Instagram is Natalia of earth N a T a L I a of earth. Um, so anyways, that's why I created the community because a lot of people don't have people to talk to about the things that they're learning or the things that they're studying or their realizations or just thing that, things that they think about or contemplate and I want to be able to create that community for people because for years I didn't have that and right now I kind of don't have that um but I do I feel I don't feel like I'm missing anything because I do have people I can talk to very minorly about it and honestly that's all I need but I do have this podcast which is a great outlet for me to talk about these things so and I know that there are people listening so you do feel like my song huh so don't ever feel like you're alone, guys. Like, I am here. I'm trying to build a physical community um, online that we can all talk and discuss. So if Facebook doesn't work for you, let me know. Um, maybe we could create, like, an Instagram group chat. I don't know. Just let me know your ideas. Um, so anyways, the I think Sangha is very important. But I also want to mention that especially in males, men, men... Sangha is so important, even if it's like an all men's community or all men's spiritual community. I think it's so beautiful and I think it's so important because men, you guys are taught. It's not like somebody's telling you, like, don't use your emotions or don't do this, like, but it's portrayed by society and you know your your main idol growing up as a boy is your father if he's present and if not it's the next father figure um that's there whether it be a stepfather or an uncle or an older brother or even maybe your mom your mom has to be both uh 
both your mother and father, which is probably a little easier when it comes to emotions because you do have that feminine, that high feminine aspect in your life, depending if, like, she has holds a lot of feminine energy. Um, but a lot of our fathers are very, like, I don't want to say, like, uh, how, how do you say it? Oh, I don't want to say, like, uh, neglectful to their emotions or anything, but, like, they, they hold this very, but, yeah, basically, actually, like, they feel like they can't express their emotions, or they just keep to themselves, or they have to keep, like, a stern face or straight face, or, like, show, like, this is what a man's like, like, we don't cry, men don't cry, like, uh, pain is nothing, like, there's just a bunch of stuff that doesn't really, it's, that shouldn't be a thing, guys. Guys, you should be able to express your emotions. This is an important part of being human, of having a healthy mental state, emotional state, energetical state, is to learn to express ourselves, learn to communicate. It has nothing with, it has nothing to do with being a man or a woman or being feminine or masculine. It has to do with feeling complete and whole as a being being able to be our truest selves, be the people that we intend to be, to express ourselves, to say what we want to say, to be who we want to be, to tell someone something that we feel, to express how we feel, to tell someone that we love them, right? We want to be able to do these things, especially when it comes to spirituality. Because, you know, when you, when you, nowadays, when you talk about, like, spirituality and chakras and all this stuff, it sounds like some girl stuff. Like, I mean, I, from, from what I see, like, what it portrays it to be is, like, all these crystals and, like, pretty stuff. And it seems very girly. And men need to know that this is absolutely not the case. Yes, it appeals more to women for some reason. I guess because it, women have that more open energy to receive that type of uh, information or energy. Um, but when you think about Taoism, when you think about duality, the black and the white, when you think about shadow work, when you think about I, I don't, it's, it doesn't seem feminine or masculine. It seems very neutral, and that's what it is. It's just nothingness. It's just existence. It's just the absolute. There is no feminine and masculine, and no matter how the market, the media, uh, you know, stores and, and consumerism, they they seem to portray it, it's not... That's not what it is. They're just trying to sell you something. So men, you need to understand that being in a spiritual community and having that outlet, other men to express yourself with, because all of you have that common, that common thing, which is you've been kind of raised to not express yourselves, to not talk about these types of things. But when you have that community and reassurance from others that you can talk about, that you can relate to others, that is so important in self-development and self-realization. So men, I absolutely recommend um, finding a men uh, community, a men's community. Now, I, I follow, there's this sangha that I'm minorly a part of, um, but it's online and it's by Bhakti Yogshala. 
Um, let me just confirm that that's what the heck it's called. So I follow them on Instagram, and they're, it's this couple, basically. It's a guy and a girl. Um, and I think the, the, the girl, she has, like, a women's sangha, and then he has, like, a men's sangha. And they, I think they do this weekly. Let's see, Bhakti... Bhakti Yoga Shala. So it's Bhakti, B-H-A-K-T-I, Yoga, Y-O-G-A, Shala, S-H-A-L-A. And it's this couple, this guy and this girl, but um, on their link tree, on their link, you can see, like right now, I'm looking right now, on their link tree, the second one, it says January 28th. Actually, oh, they already did it yesterday, but it says Men's Sangha. So, of course, they're going to do it again. They're going to keep doing it. Um, but it is a Men's Sangha, and it's a Zoom, I think it's a Zoom meeting. Now, there are other people that do this. It's not only these people. You can look it up on Google, I'm sure, of Men's Sangha or Men's Satsang. And you can find that community. You could probably even find it in the Facebook community groups. But... I think it's very important for men to have that spiritual community because it gives you the opportunity to be open, even if you're still, you still have a lot to work on when it comes to being open. So you don't want to be too open in front of people because you'll feel, um, how do you feel? You feel vulnerable. You, a lot of guys, you know, you're raised very with that hard shell and you don't want to seem vulnerable in front of people because you're scared that you may, you may get hurt or you may be judged. But when you're in a community of other men who are taking the initiative to be open, to be vulnerable in a spiritual community, in a spiritual energy, it's very enlightening. It's very helpful for your own growth. So I highly recommend it for you guys. Um, but for in general, for all of you, for anybody, there's trans ones, there's even like the men's one, the men's one, the, the Bhakti Yokshala, they take cis and trans men and all people who consider themselves non-binary. And I would say the same for the women's one, cis, trans, non-binary. Um, a lot of these people are just open, or a lot of these groups are just open to anybody because that's what the spiritual community is. The spiritual community isn't gonna you know, say, oh, well, if you, you know, you're born a, gu a guy, but consider yourself a girl, you're not allowed, like, that, that's not what it, like, we're not, like, exclusive, or I think that's how you would say, like, we're not gonna say no to anybody, you are spiritual bodies, you are not your physical body, whoever considers themselves whatever, non-binary, trans, a guy, a girl, he, she, they, them, whatever you think you are, a monster, a freaking bird, like, you are whatever, you are energy, and that is what I see you as, that is what we see you as, as energy of the universe, energy of God, and we are all here for surprisingly the same purpose, but for many different purposes, and we need that community, so... I highly suggest finding some type of sangha, whether it be men's, women's, or both, or coexistence. But if, of course, you want to join the Third Eye Sipes community, please reach out to me. We'll find a good platform for us. Um, but right now, we are on Facebook. Uh, so you can just look up Third Eye Sipes private community on Facebook groups. Um, or you can go on my link tree on my Instagram that link is there. It's called community. You just click on it and you'll, you can just request to join it. Um, I post a lot of like stuff that I find that I feel will be useful to you guys, like things that aren't so shown by the mainstream media that I think you guys should know. Um, 
So I'll be sharing a lot of stuff on there. I'll continue to share a lot of stuff on there. But this was just, you know, a quick talk that I think we should all be having that, that type of community and why it's so important. It's very important for our spiritual growth and for feeling like we we can express ourselves fully, that we feel like we belong. Because a lot of us feel like we could be alone in a crowded room. We could have tons of friends that, yes, we relate to on a materialistic level because that's what I do. I have friends that I can relate to when it comes to very 3D things. But when it comes to communicating about the 4D, the 5D, the freaking everything D, the multidimensional, our truest essence, and especially God for me, because, you know, when I talk about God, I'm not talking about God as, you know, a Christian would, even though I completely, like, if I go to a Christian church and they're talking about God, I can feel the same way they feel. But when I would probably talk about God to somebody who's like a hardcore Christian or Catholic, they would see me as probably seeing a different God than they do or something like that. Um, so being on the bhakti path um, and not having so many people my age to communicate with, like I feel like the only people who feel like I do when it comes to God, like are hardcore Christians that would be my age. And I feel like there's only so much I can relate to because Christians, well, what do they believe in Jesus Christ? Like, I don't talk about Jesus Christ often. I talk about God often, but you know, Christians like Jesus Christ, that's their Lord and savior. And like, Jesus Christ is cool. I mean, I wouldn't say he's my Lord and savior because like, I just, I don't relate to him as much. Not that I don't relate to him. I'm very interested in the story of Jesus. And I, I'm not saying that he never existed um, or anything like that. Like, I completely do not disregard Christianity, Catholicism. I mean, of course, I don't like the divisiveness that it's created over the the decades and eons, probably. But I absolutely do not discredit Jesus Christ. But I'm not going to say, like, oh, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Because, like, who is my Lord and Savior? Like, honestly, like, God is my Lord and Savior. I don't know how to, like further explain it i i absolutely bow down to lord krishna and devi ma and lord ganesha like all these people that i see i have on my altar and i do have jesus on my altar and all of these like all of these figures that are examples of god but i am truly devoted to god itself the universe itself that energy that makes up everything and I mean, of course, there are people my age that feel that way, but I mean, I don't know them. Like, I don't know anybody like that personally that I can talk to about that. And then, like, I don't always want to talk about God, too. Like, it'd be cool to have, like, a rel- a well-rounded person, you know? <laughs> you know, like, we talk a little bit about God. We talk a little bit about shopping. No, not shopping. I just thought of something materialistic, and I said shopping. Um, shopping, because I'm a girl get it no i'm joking um okay anyways that's (laughs) that's it guys that uh that closes off this episode um thank you so much for joining me i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope uh it kind of you know inspired you to join the third eye size private community or just look for sangha in your area there are i don't know what the restrictions are where you are now but maybe people can meet in groups now (laughs) that would be nice um I want to go to an outdoor church. That would be really cool. 
it's so pretty outside. It's so cloudy and rainy. And I just like watching the, the raindrops fall. So I hope you guys are... I hope you guys are enjoying your week. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. I hope you found some insight in the card reading for this week. Um, and yeah, I'll be doing... Wow, February 1st. I'll be doing a February month of February card reading, probably in my new place, um, and, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it, guys, so, again, I hope you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to reach out to me, again, my Instagram is Natalia of Earth, N-A-T-A-L-I-A of Earth, this planet Earth, and it will stay Natalia of Earth probably forever, I don't know, until I decide to change it, but, yeah, thank you so much for joining, and I will close, I will close this lovely episode, um, with, with a verse from the Tao, as usual. This is verse 52. The beginning of the universe is the mother of all things. Knowing the mother, one also knows the sons. Knowing the sons yet remaining in touch with the mother brings freedom from the fear of death. Keep your mouth shut. Guard the senses. And life is ever full. Open your mouth. Always be busy. And life is beyond hope. Seeing the small is insight. Yielding to force is strength. Using the outer light, return to insight. And in this way, be saved from harm. This is learning constancy.